Wes. It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Hey, good evening everybody and welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk with you until 6 o'clock this evening. On hand with yours truly is Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen will join us in a moment on the phone. The phone line is open, 356-9397, as we begin another week here on DWS. Matthew, how are you? Doing well. It's almost May. We've uh, almost survived April with no sports. It's hard to believe it's uh, been, what, six and a half weeks or so since everything was kind of ground to a halt. But uh, at least we have the last dance to get us through uh, the last two Sunday nights. And I know we'll talk more about that later on in the show. But those two episodes last night were really, really good. Has April been the longest month in the history of months? I don't know. I, I was talking to my parents about this the other day and... Uh, I think March for me felt a little longer just because everything changed so abruptly, uh, especially with the NCAA tournament getting canceled, Big Ten tournament, and then eventually all sports just being put on hiatus for a while. April is, it's been fairly long, I would say, but I think we, for me at least, in my headspace, we've all, I've had a chance to kind of get used to everything that's gone on and get acclimated to you know, this world with, with no live sporting events and, you know, adjust our coverage appropriately. But March to me was the harder month just because everything changed so quickly and, and so abruptly. What's going on in your head space, Scott <laughs> Ritchie? Well, I would argue that the last 19 days of March lasted five times as long as the first <laughs> 27 days of April. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe it's almost May. Um, hopefully that just means we're getting closer to, you know, the world where sports will return, and it's going to happen. Um, I just, no one knows when, but I am moving forward on the optimistic track that sports are coming back, and it may be a little, it's not going to be the same normal, but the new normal can be uh, just as good as what it used to be. It appears to me that leading the charge on coming back to whatever the new normal is going to be might be the NBA, and once they get going, now they vote open some of their camps May mm-hmm. 1st. That might be the the uh, banner carrier, if you will. I know there's some PGA golf tournaments scheduled. Those will be without fans. We don't know what any NBA games might be early, but maybe NBA is just because of the timing might be what everybody follows. Yeah, I mean, they were the, the first major pro sports organization here in the U.S. that really kind of led the charge and, and kind of set the, the precedent for what was to come. Uh, you know, you kind of heard... I remember March 11th, it seems forever ago, but <clears throat> remember talking to, you know, Scott earlier that day and uh, he was at uh, Illinois Basketball's media availability over at Ubbin uh, the day before they uh, left or the same day they left to go to Indianapolis for the Big Ten tournament. And Brad Underwood and I would assume we were both asked about 
the coronavirus and, you know, the possibility of playing games with no fans and they didn't really give it much credence. And then things just started happening at a huge exponential rate throughout the course of that day. And then later that night, uh, you know, the NBA suspended its season. And that's when I think everyone kind of woke up on the morning of March 12th thinking this is this is going to be weird. And then we saw, you know, one chain reaction after another after another. So uh, the NBA, it, it seems like you said, Scott, or said Steve, uh, you know, could be leading the charge and how it, uh, you know, operates. And I, I think once one pro sports league kind of shows the way, kind of shows the guidelines for how to get back to playing sports, uh, I think others will follow suit and that'll have a trickle down effect, you know, on the college level and, and then high school level as well. Bob Osmussen with us as well from his home office. How are you doing this week, Bob? I'm great. Um, I want to go back to April. April stinks. Okay. <laughs> to be blunt about it, April stinks. I've got a problem with April going back personally because seven years ago, April 1st, which was a dumb day to have open heart surgery, had surgery go, go bad. So I'm not a big fan of April anyway, but this is kind of added. This is it. Now it's way worse. It's by far my least favorite month of any of the 12. I rank them. It's, it's last. So no question. <laughs> A clear uh, basement dueller is the month of April in your mind, huh? Forever. We've got the phone lines open, 356-9397, if you'd like to join us. Let's uh, go to the phones, and Neil is with us in uh, Bloomington. Hey, Neil. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to graduate uh, graduate uh, Brad Underwood on a great job of getting Adam Miller, and I think it's, I mean, and there was a big article in the Chicago Tribune, over the weekend about Illinois recruiting, and it sounds like these guys are doing a great job, and that's all I got to say. Thanks for taking my call, and you guys have a great show, and you guys are fantastic. All right, Thanks Neil. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate the call. A lot of coverage, of course, in the News Gazette. Uh, Scott Ritchie with uh, last week's finally signing of uh, Adam Miller, and uh, so good times are happening. Yeah, and I think you know, a portion of the fan base was – you know, feeling a little relief after Adam Miller did sign, you know, last week, and because uh, there's there's some nervousness. I think uh, not only you know the fact that you know he committed the day after the early signing period ended, uh, and then didn't sign you know the the very first instant that he could um, this month, but he has maintained that you know he's been 100 percent locked in. You know, wondered why people were questioning his commitment to Illinois, and you know he neither did nor said anything, you know, between the end of November and, you know, the middle of April to kind of create a, a counter narrative to that. So he's on board and, you know, uh, Illinois recruiting class is now officially, you know, a top 15 class in the 20 and 2020 and uh, be an interesting pairing. I think, you know, with him and Andre Carbello in the Illinois backcourt uh, moving forward and you know, those two, really compliment each other just based on kind of what the, the strength of their game is. And it will be interesting to see who else is on that roster. Still got uh, some things up in the air. Lauren and I had uh, assistant coach Chin Coleman on the Saturday show. He had some good comments. And as you might guess, the coaching staff has uh, a plan in place, a scenario in place for anything that might happen, whether it be Kofi and Io coming back, one of them coming back, neither one of them coming back. You've got to have a plan, but uh, there's a lot of uh, – Exciting ways it could go. Yeah, I mean, Illinois currently has one open scholarship right now to work with, and 
you know, just wound up in the, the top four for Wake Forest transfer Shonde Brown. Um, Gonzaga, LSU, Iowa State also in the mix there. And they could have, like you mentioned, two more scholarships open, depending on what decisions I would assume you and Kofi Coburn make. Um, but that's kind of where college basketball is these days. You, you have to have contingencies for your contingencies when it comes to roster building. Is John Day Brown a grad transfer, or would he have to sit as the rules are today? Would he have to sit? As the rules are today, he would have to sit. Right, he, okay. He just finished his junior year at Wake Forest and uh, started as a freshman and a sophomore, all those games, and dealt with some injuries this past year, but was kind of a part-time starter. But, yeah, um, of course, that could have changed. I mean, the NCAA is going to vote on the one-time open transfer uh, Probably next month. I think it's supposed to happen before June at least. Uh, and then also Danny Manning was fired. I was going to say, he may change his mind and stay there. Um, kind of, I mean, it would depend on who right. they hire as a coach. They've already interviewed several. Have they? Uh, what about John Beeline? Is he in that conversation? Uh, right now, no. And I would wonder how Wake Forest would afford to hire John Beeline because Danny Manning's buyout was $15 million. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so... Curious decision to kind of fire him, but uh, and I don't know that if I'm John Beeline, I don't know that I want to go to he, Wake yeah, Forest either. He's got time to sit back and see what else opens up. They should uh, hire Dave Odom's kid, Ryan Odom, uh, coach at UMBC. UMBC. Yeah, he's one that is one of the five that's kind of been. When I when I think of Wake Forest basketball, I think of Dave Odom, Tim Duncan, Randolph Childress. Yeah, well, Randolph Childress is actually the interim. Head coach. Oh, there you he go. He was an assistant on Manning's staff. Um, so, yeah, Ryan Odom's part of it. Wes Miller from UNC Greensboro. Uh, hard to Pat met. Kelsey from Winthrop, kind of the, that level guy. Hard to think about it now, but weird that Illinois and Wake Forest were out as his final two schools and how, how different life would be if he had decided to go to Winston-Salem. Strange. Very, <laughs> very, very strange. In an alternate universe. I just remember back when uh, – Io had his uh, announced his commitment at the Jordan mm-hmm. brand store. There was one person there in a Wake Forest jacket. It was Danny Manning, right? No, uh, <laughs> I think I would have. If that uh, would have happened, I would have been known as Doctor Steve Kelly, the <laughs> psychologist for Illini fans, <laughs> talking them off the cliff. Uh, and I don't know if I could could have done that. I think in an alternate universe, Bob would still be a sports writer. If Bob is still listening at all. I'm listening. Okay, I, good. I, I, I've, I've got a Danny Manning story for you. Okay. It's going to be weird if we've got a time. What what, um, uh, what story of yours I, isn't weird, Bob? Well, that's true. I talked to Danny Manning when he was a high school senior in Lawrence. Uh, he went to Lawrence High School. Uh, Larry Brown was smart, hired Danny's dad to be on his staff. So Danny transferred to Lawrence High School. I remember talking to Danny when he was a senior in high school and thought, He's the smartest kid I've talked with of that age. He was so smart. And so we was just years wise beyond his years, and it felt bad that they got fired there, but I never thought that was a good hire in the first place. I mean, I just thought he was kind of an overachiever as a coach. Great player, but not 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 a great coach, clearly. Great story, Bob. <laughs> Steve, we need to, we need to pull up the audio file five years ago or so when – Danny Manning got hired at Wake Forest, so Bob could say it was a great hire because I've literally never heard. Well, I probably him. did say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of maybe Bo Pelini getting hired at Nebraska, I think you've liked every single well, coaching hire, Bob. Uh, Dave Odom, by the way, was was a great coach. 
and really good, really good person. I met him a couple times. Really outstanding coach. And I think I think whoever it was, Scott or Matt, uh, his son makes perfect sense there. I don't know why he would go anywhere else but doing that. But we'll see. Bob, uh, how much of the uh, NFL draft did you watch? Basically, I watched the first three rounds in their entirety. I watched pick to pick. DVR is awesome. You just zap through the. I don't want to hear all the uh, jibber jabber, but I talk, heard some of it. But I, I went pick to pick and saw a lot, a lot of Roger Goodell. It was funny. He could boot all the time. I did not watch much the last day, uh, round four through seven. So what I did instead was I went to NFL, NFL.com and just kept refreshing. So I was watching the picks as it went. Saw all the guys from the Big Ten. Saw no Illinois guys. So I, I watched pretty much a big – first two days I watched the full thing. And I liked it. It was like it was like it wasn't sports it was like sports. So what now for the the Illini guys that didn't get dra- get drafted? They'll be trying to get on some, as a free agent. But have you heard anything about any oh, yeah. any of those talks? I've never, never, I have not heard a word. I think they'll all have a chance. But the problem is, right now everything's kind of a is it's kind of on hold. I'm not sure how fast the teams are going to move beyond the draft. I think that's why you want to get want to get drafted. The old adage is, if you're going to get drafted in the sixth or seventh round, you'd rather be free agent and sign with who you want to, or sign with a team that needs you. But I think this this case, you want to be drafted. You want to be on that roster or initially on that roster because everything's good. Who knows how it's going to go from this point forward? But I, I think Daley Harding, to me, it's I can't believe he won't end up on the roster somewhere. And frankly, I'll, I'll be stunned if he doesn't make a team. Because he can do so much, and uh, Bitiku, different question because his skill set might be a little bit limited. So there might not be as many takers for him as it would be for Harding and the running backs. I'm not sure. Again, kind of depends on how they timed out and and what teams need. But I I think next year I, I think I said this last week the draft in 2021 will be only heavy. There'll be a lot of players drafted potentially. I mean, assuming there's a season, assuming they have a chance to show themselves off, I think it could be a good year, good year next year for Illinois draft wise. Well, what's curious too is you hear about, you know, players signing as undrafted free agents, you know, minutes after the draft ends, and if not hours or so, and right, nothing on the Illinois front this year, and uh, that's the right. first time I can ever remember anything like that happening again. This is unprecedented times, but still you would think one or two would find their way onto an undrafted free agent contract. And again, those are different for every player in every scenario. Some of those main mean, mean basically you kind of get a mini tryout with a team. Obviously those can't happen right now, given the nature of the, the COVID-19 pandemic, but also to just the, the fact that this, that the pandemic hurt Illinois football when it came to the NFL draft this year, because they didn't get a chance to go out and, you know, show their stuff in, in front of teams. Yes, they had a pro day here at Illinois before everything was shut down, but uh, they didn't get a chance to really kind of get in front of NFL personnel as much. And uh, I think that ultimately ended up hurting them, not only in the draft, but also right oh, yeah. now is where you're, you're hearing crickets uh, in terms of any uh, former Illini signing uh, with any NFL team at the moment. Well, I don't, think the, I don't think the teams want to spend the money right now because I think sometimes when they sign somebody, give them some sort of a bonus, but with no reasonable idea of what's going to happen with the season, 
I don't know why a team would do that right now until they get close to the point. I, I think what's going to happen once the NFL – they will do this at some point, I hope. They say, hey, we're going to go, we're going to go this day. Let's say it's June 1st or whatever. Whenever they say, let's go, let's get back to work, then I think that's when all the signings will happen. So I think what will happen, like uh, Daley Harding, I'm sure he's got rep- representation. I'm sure that person is staying in touch with the teams, and they're telling them, hey, just hold on. There's no season imminent right now, so let's just wait until we have to. When we need to do something, well, they'll do something. They'll be, if there's camps, players like Daley Harding will be in one. I'm, I have no doubt about that. It's moving up on 527. This is Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400, DWS, Champaign-Urbana, with Matt Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osmussen. This is Steve Kelly. We're going to talk about The Last Dance, Episodes 3 and 4. Former Flying Illini Kendall Gill, who played a lot against Michael Jordan and certainly has seen a lot of basketball in Chicago, will join us after the break. Stay with us. We're back with more here on Monday Night Sports Talk in a couple of minutes. If your water smells or tastes unpleasant, we've got the solution. Call me, Keith Jamison, at Echo Water in Urbana to schedule a free, no-obligation in-home water analysis. Echo Water Systems can provide you with water treatment products that will clean and soften your water. It's that good. We'll help you eliminate unpleasant odors and tastes as well as contaminants for good. Thanks to Echo Water Systems, getting rid of problem water is no problem at all. So call Echo Water today at 367-7112 for a free, no-obligation in-home water analysis. Echo Water, it's that good. TechLine does modern furnishings for home and office. Their smooth, linear products are modular and can be easily reconfigured and reused. Quality furniture stands the test of time, and TechLine is made in the USA. TechLine offers design services and can work with you remotely by email or telephone. Their designers are experts at small spaces, large areas, or hard-to-fit nooks. So invest in your future and consider TechLine for your next home or office project. Visit techline-cu.com or give them a call at 217-352-5570. As funeral directors, the people we meet and the relationships we form throughout our lives are an important part of who we are. Since 1875, Renner Wyckoff Chapel and Crematory in Urbana has been locally owned and operated. I am Steve Ater with Matt Shabel and staff. We are committed to serving you. Take comfort knowing that we are always available. At Renner Wyckoff Chapel, you can trust us to help plan a meaningful tribute, whether it is pre-need or at need. Your road to healing and closure begins here. O'Charlie's Restaurants will remain open for online ordering with curbside pickup and home delivery through Grubhub or DoorDash. Go to O'Charlie's.com to check out the extensive family menu and specials. Kids 10 and under eat free every day, and everyone loves free pie Wednesdays. O'Charlie's Restaurant will remain open for your convenience with online ordering with curbside pickup or home delivery. O'Charlie's Restaurant Bar, located across the street from Target at 730 West Town Center Boulevard in Champaign. Open to serve you. With interest rates so inviting, Longview Bank encourages you to consider them when you are in need of a new home mortgage, a refinance or home equity, or home improvement loan. Let one of their friendly, knowledgeable lenders assist you with your borrowing needs. With seven locations, Longview Bank is your community bank with the highest quality of service available. Give them a call at 217-582-2175 or visit them at longviewbank.com. Longview Bank, we belong together. Quick, grab a pen and paper and write this down. 217-721-2423. Did you get that? 721-2423. That's the number to Pride Outdoor Services. You can call them or visit them online at pride-outdoor.com. 
providing the full spectrum of landscaping and mowing services to Champaign-Urbana and surrounding communities. Stone patios, landscape cleanups, mulch, and the list goes on. 217-721-2423 or online at pride-outdoor.com. It is 5.30 WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. This is Monday Night Sports Talk. Steve Kelly with you until 6. Also with me, the sports editor of the News Gazette, Matt Daniels, along with a couple of News Gazette beat writers, Scott Ritchie and Bob Osmussen. And we're talking all kinds of things on this Monday night. I want to get into the uh, Last Dance, the Jordan documentary, episodes 3 and 4, airing on ESPN last night. And who better to talk about uh, that and the Chicago Bulls and NBA basketball than former Flying Illini member Kendall Gill. Good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> Good evening. How about we'll, do, we'll just touch them all. Kendall, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I was doing well this morning and this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to hear. And, uh, thanks, for, thanks for taking me out of that. Uh, your thoughts on the, uh, the first four, and maybe you've seen more, I don't know, but we've seen the first four episodes of The Last Dance. What do you, what do you think of that so far? Well, I, I think um, it provides intrigue. It provides... Uh, a, a lot of evidence of questions that uh, we asked ourselves back uh, when the Bulls were playing uh, that last year in 1998. Um, getting an inside look on at the real Michael Jordan, at the real Scottie Pippen, uh, the way Dennis was. We all playing against Dennis and being in the NBA circles, we all knew uh, how Dennis Rodman operated, but I I'm not so sure that the regular fans knew what Dennis was all about. And uh, I think that last night's episode, the first one, really showed that, you know, you, you just have to let Dennis Rodman be Dennis Rodman. But when it came to game time, he was ready and on point at all times. And, you know, that's what I saw when I played against him. I mean, Dennis, Dennis always played hard. He was always a professional. He always had a high basketball IQ. And he always came and did his job. So, you know, I think some of the criticisms that he got for what he did outside of the game were kind of unfair because it really didn't affect his on-court performance. You could almost make a case that Dennis Rodman was one of the most, if not the most, underrated player in the NBA. He, yeah, he, he, at times he was, you know. And you know, a lot of people think that Dennis Rodman couldn't score. Well, you got to go back and look at his college career. He scored the basketball in college. He averaged over 20 points a game. He just decided to carve out his niche in the NBA. I'm going to get rebounds, and I'm going to play great defense. And, you know, it turned him into one of the the greatest players of all time. Kendall, what do you remember, if anything, uh, about your first time playing against Michael Jordan and the Bulls in your NBA career? Um. Well, the first time I played played against Michael, I, I wasn't I was not in awe of, of Michael because I had seen him growing up in the Chicagoland area. In my, in my senior year um, at U of I, they actually played an exhibition game before the season, and he came to Assembly Hall, and I got a chance to meet him and and talk to him and see him play there. And then, um, you know, I'd seen him play so many times in, in the Chicago summer league. Uh, I was kind of used to Michael, but, uh, you know, so it, it wasn't really a big thing for me. Um, when I was in awe was when I saw Magic Johnson. <laughs> that was the only player I was ever in awe 
up because magic had a glow around him when I saw him. <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, I played against him the first time in the LA Forum. But, you know, playing against Michael all those years, you know, he just so fundamentally sound and he put on top of that his athleticism was that of a, a superior athlete. He was just far superior than most of the athletes in the NBA. Uh, his competitiveness, he was very strong and you know, he just had the will to, to be the best. And, you know, when you put all those things together, that's what made him so great. Well, and Kendall, you know, this documentary is kind of giving, you know, uh, a glimpse into what the NBA was like in the late 80s and in the 90s. And just, I mean, that's what I, you know, watched growing up. You played in it. Just what do you kind of, I mean, seeing it again now, just what does that kind of make you think about how, how maybe the game compares yeah, you know, to, to what the NBA is today. Uh, the game was, I, I think the game was better then because now in today's game, you kind of play accidental basketball. By that I mean, you know, if you don't have a three-point shot, you dribble in and you try and get a layup. There's no mid-range game. Uh, there's no, there is a mid-range game. Kawhi Leonard still plays it. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo still plays it to some degree. LeBron still plays it to some degree. There's only a handful of players that really emphasize the mid-range game. In today's NBA, now you got you have guys that mostly play uh, want to shoot just three-point shots and get layups. And you know the big man has been taken out of the game because now he's a stretch five, and you know he's out there shooting three-pointers as well. So back in back in my era, you, you had to be really skilled, and you know you had to be skilled to have both a mid-range game, a three-point game and be able to post up and take the ball to the basket. And I think that what you're saying in the last dance is all of those aspects of the game being shown to you. You know, we just didn't come down and launch up three-point shots. As a matter of fact, you know, because I call so many games here in, in Chicago being the Bulls analyst, you know, a lot of the shots that the players take today just come down and jacking up three-point shots, we would be taken out of the game for those shots. <laughs> Quite frankly, that's just bad shots. But, you know, with analytics saying that you have to take so many three-point shots in order to win, I mean, that's just the way today's game is gone. We're visiting with uh, Illinois Hall of Famer Kendall Gill. Bob Osmussen with us on the phone as well. Bob, you got a question for Kendall? Yeah, I was wondering, uh, Kendall, what you thought of Isaiah Thomas's um, explanation for the new handshake last night and how you thought Michael reacted to it. I thought it was, I just started laughing. But I would be curious about you, because you played that era, too. You know those guys. Tell me what you thought about that. Well, that was classic Michael, holding the grudge, <laughs> never forgetting anything, you know. I, at this point, I'm like, Michael, come on, you, you got to let it go, man. <laughs> you know, you already got it. You already beat the Pistons. You won six, went on the win six championships, but – you know, he still holds on to that. And that's, that's evident of, you know, how he reacted last night in the last dance. Um, Isaiah's explanation is, um, you know, he watched the Boston Celtics. He watched Larry Bird walk off of the court when he beat Boston and not shake the hand, hands of the Pistons. He watched Robert Parrish walk off. The only one that didn't do it was Kevin McHale. So he and Lane Beer and the rest of his teammates, they didn't really think that much of it. But if it were me, I probably would have shaken their hand. And, you know, hey, listen, you guys beat us. Um, you know, better team won. 
and then we don't have this controversy. But unfortunately, it's it stuck with the bad boys, and, and people are still talking it, talking about it to this day. Visiting with Kendall Gill for another few minutes uh, here on Monday Night Sports Talk. Kendall, you've got a couple of young boys yourself. You've uh, probably told them a lot about Michael Jordan, and I'm sure that obviously everybody has seen video of him. They've seen LeBron play, uh, you know, live perhaps, and certainly in their time. Uh, are they watching this uh, documentary with you? And uh, what what are they saying now that they've seen the first four episodes? Listen, it's become a family event in our house. My wife, who rarely watches basketball except for when the boys play, she's even into it. <laughs> and, and, and she's she's sitting there watching and asking me questions. I have to shush her sometimes because she's talking over <laughs> she's talking over the guys that I, that I talking on the phone. I was like, I can't I can't hear. So so we are really involved in in, in watching it, and, and I want my boys to watch it just to see, you know, what it takes to be a champion. You know, not not just in basketball, but in life in general, and. Um, you know, it's it's been really good for us because, you know, we all come together. Because most of the time my kids are either playing PS4 on the weekends or watching other videos, and it helps us come together as a family, actually. Didn't your last year overlap with LeBron's first year, and did you have any head-to-head competition with him? Yeah, no, I played against LeBron for two seasons. So, okay. Um, yeah, it, yeah, I, I, I guarded LeBron, and um, – you know, LeBron actually was the strong, he, and he was only like 18, 19 years old back then. Mm-hmm. He was actually the strongest small forward I had ever played against. I couldn't believe how strong he was. He was just a kid then. I can't imagine what he's like now. Kendall, what were some of those scouting reports like when you guys were would prep to, to face the Bulls? Obviously, everyone knew about Jordan, but as people are learning to and, and remember as well, you know, Scottie Pippen was – Arguably one of the game's you know top five players in that era. Just what was it like trying to prepare for the entire team that the Bulls had? Well, that's the thing. You couldn't prepare for them. And you couldn't prepare for the triangle offense because whatever you did defensively dictated what they did on the offense. So, so, they were, so the basic premise was the triangle, but once they got the triangle down, they would just read and react to whatever the defense gave them. So... That's why you saw so many guys get backdoored. That's why you saw so many. That's why you saw Michael able to dump on so many people going backdoor and him getting open. Now, you, whenever I played against Michael and Scotty, I, I wanted to play against them, you know, because of how good they were. But it was the triangle offense I was worried about. I wasn't so much worried about about them because I, I could I could slow slow Michael down somewhat, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, Instead of getting 50, you know, he'd probably get like 30. <laughs> but, but you know, the thing is, is, the triangle had so many different nuances to it and, and so many different things that they could do off of the basic structure of the offense. That's what made it hard to guard. And, and I'm telling you, a lot of people say, you know, well, what would happen against Golden State Warriors if, you know, Kevin Durant – Clay Thompson and, and, and Steph Curry, Golden State Warriors against the Bulls back in that day. I think the Bulls would have eaten them up because of the triangle offense, you know, because of Scotty Garden, Kevin Durant, because Clay Thompson couldn't guard Michael Jordan, you know, and Draymond Green would totally be uh, nullified by uh, Dennis Rodman. 
You know, I just I just think the Bulls system, that system just was too good for everybody else, and that's why they won six championships in Mike Lee's been. Well, I'm curious, just how do you watch, you know, these episodes? I mean, having, you know, lived the NBA, you know, in that time, does, I mean, you have that perspective, but just what's it like for you just to, to watch, you know, and maybe remember and think about all these moments that, that you were, you know, kind of oh, in, in the mix for it? Yeah, I love it. And, you know, in, in, that, in that, last, that last season of the last dance, we played them in the first round of the playoffs, you know, and um, – I could tell, like, game one when we played them, it kind of would take all oh, this in New Jersey Nets. They just they made the playoffs on the last game of the season. You know, it's going to be easy for us. But we gave them a scare. We actually, I believe, we took them. Not sure. I, I think we took them to overtime maybe in game one or game two, one of those games. But we played them really tough the first game. In the second game, in game two, when we came back, there was a distinct difference in them. They were now the championship. Chicago Bulls. They weren't playing around. And, you know, you could tell the intensity of the game. Uh, we still gave them a good run, but they were totally different. They were all business after game one. Kendall, is there any updates? I know that a lot of things are up in the air these days. Any update on uh, the Kendall Gill golf outing that is usually in July? Has a decision uh, been made on that, to your knowledge? Yeah, the decision has not been made. Um, we, we're still waiting to see what happens. Um, when the stage is going to be reopened, but you know the first priority is everybody's safety, and you know if, if that's in question, then we're just going to have to cancel and uh, come back the very next year. Let's go back to Bob. You got another question, Bob? Yeah, Kendall, I'd be curious about your take on Jerry Krause, who was not coming across very well for them this whole series so far. Just what did you know about him, and what do you think of him? Um, I, I didn't know Jerry too much. You know, I, I used to see him all the time, but I never really spoke to him and say hello, and, and that's it. But, you know, I, Will Perdue is my uh, partner uh, here at, at NBC Chicago, and Will fills me in a lot about the different uh, inside goings-on inside the Bulls organization. And, you know, from what I gather and, and, and from what Will tells me and from watching uh, last dance. I think that egos got in the way. Um, I think that Jerry Krause, I don't think he's as bad as they, he's been portrayed on the show, but, you know, I do realize that he was at some fault because you just don't break up uh, a dynasty like this until Phil Jackson is perhaps uh, either one, two, uh, the greatest coaches of all time in the NBA that this is your last year. And you know that he is tied to Michael Jordan. You know that, J that is Phil Jackson is going, Michael Jordan is not coming back. I don't understand how you do that. If I'm a GM, I ride that thoroughbred secretary until he's done running. And, you know, I think that uh, Jerry Krause had a lot to do with him uh, being broken up. Kendall, we'll let you go with this. Any idea of when you might see the NBA back in action? We were talking earlier about maybe it'll be the NBA that kind of leads uh, leads us back to sports. Some of the uh, teams talking about opening up their practice areas in uh, at the first of May. You got any any idea when we might see it? Uh, no, but you know if, if 
Honestly, guys, I really don't think there's going to be a season. Um, I, I don't think that they're going to finish up the season because I think it was just too far down the line. I originally thought that this postponement may be for a couple of weeks, but now here we are in, I, I guess, week seven or eight, and I, I think there's just not enough time to finish out the 20 games uh, that were remaining on the schedule and have a post game, uh, and then have a, have a postseason. you got to have a uh, perhaps a two-week mini camp to get all the players back in shape. And um, then you run into football season in uh, Major League Baseball. I just don't see how you do it. Hey, Kendall, good stuff. Always good to catch up with you. We appreciate your insight. Okay, thank you, guys. Thanks, you Kendall. Kendall Gill with us from Chicago at 546. We'll take a break and be back with more Monday Night Sports Talk here on DWS after this. At Blaine's Farm and Fleet, we have great prices every day. So during our big spring sale, you know the savings will be huge. Right now, save big on Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, just $45.99 after $10 mail-in rebate. Ortho Home Defense Insect Killer with ready-to-use wand, just $12.99. Plus, get a free bag of Ortho Bug Clear Lawn Insect Granules when you buy Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. Contact store for details. Find value at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. At Blaine's Farm and Fleet, we have great prices every day. So during our big spring sale, you know the savings will be huge. Right now, save big on Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, just $45.99 after $10 mail-in rebate. Ortho Home Defense Insect Killer with ready-to-use wand, just $12.99. Plus, get a free bag of Ortho Bug Clear Lawn Insect Granules when you buy Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action. Contact store for details. Find value at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The ribeye has the best, the greatest steak in town. The ribeye of Champagne is now open for to-go orders from 4.30 to 7.30 Wednesday through Saturday. To view their to-go menu, visit the ribeye of Champagne on Facebook. The ribeye accepts call-in orders only, so call 217-351-9115. That's 217-351-9115. The ribeye is the best, we're the one, the great one steak place. Dr. Jody Elder and Associates hope you and your families are safe and healthy during this difficult time. Although they are currently not seeing patients, they can't wait to see you again in the near future. Dr. Jody Elbert looks forward to serving all your eye care needs as soon as she's able to. Dr. Jody Elbert and Associates, located at 308 South Neal in Champaign, or find them on Facebook. Battery power made by steel. From trimmers and mowers to chainsaws and blowers, steel battery tools are exactly what you need to tackle your to-do list. Whether you need to maintain your yard or completely transform your landscape, battery power made by steel. Steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot, always at a local steel dealer. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. This is Starla Carr with Provident Financial Group. At Provident, our job is to help people plan for and get through some of life's toughest challenges. Our mission is to provide each of our clients with individualized strategies, premier service, and independent thinking. We strive to deliver the best service to our clients to help them achieve their financial goals. Contact us today at 3017 Village Office Place, Champaign, 217-366-3456 or ProvidentFinancialGroupLLC.com. Moving up on 550, Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS. 
Pat Daniels, Scott Ritchie, Bob Osperson. Yours truly, Steve Kelly, with you until 6. If you'd like to join us, 356-9397 is the number. Thanks to Kendall Gill for spending about 15 minutes with us talking about The Last Dance. All about you guys. I I watched episode 3 mm-hmm. when it came on last night. Then I, I must say that I watched episode 4 this morning. That's okay. Yeah. And I got it in. And uh, it, it's interesting, but it, there's no doubt... Who's in charge of this documentary? Michael Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, he's the narrator. He had to approve all this. I, I get that, but it's still very well done. I, I think the director and the producer and those people and the people that put the video together and obtained a lot of that old footage have, have done an outstanding job. But there's no doubt that this is a Jordan-approved piece of uh, material. Well, and the thing is, too, is you, I think you're seeing a more open and forthright Michael Jordan probably because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he pretty much greenlit this project, you know, to, for it to proceed. And uh, you know, I don't think he wanted to do it. No, but I think they finally said, you know what? Everybody's talking now about LeBron James maybe being the greatest. They riled him up a little you bit. You might want to rethink this. He, he's not. He's not what, Bob? He's not the greatest of all time, LeBron uh, James. Oh, yeah, no, he's no, not. But no. a lot of people that had right. not, you know, there's a whole. Almost a generation mm-hmm. of people that didn't see Michael Jordan play, but have seen all of LeBron James's career. So they, a lot of right. the, the young people are focusing on James, and I think that probably uh, fired Michael up, as you mentioned. Yeah, and, and just the the way he, uh, the, his storytelling ability, uh, you know, the way he remembers, perceives slides, details, anything like that. I think what's What's really cool about it too, as well, for just from a storytelling aspect, is and what they I think they've done really well in, in framing so far in the documentaries. You hear, say, a story from Michael Jordan, and then you have Dennis Rodman kind of relate the same story to you as well. Or even back in the first episode when Jerry Reinsdorf and him were talking about, you know, his chances of playing uh, again after he broke his foot his second season, and the story that sticks out is, you know, how bad is the headache. Uh, from from that episode so they've done a really good job of kind of weaving in everyone too and you know we can't obviously repeat some of the language in it as well but I mean Ron Harper's made one six second interview appearance so far and it was a very memorable interview last night and you know it was great to see Horace Grant too I didn't recognize him without the goggles for uh, for a second or so but uh, the, I think they've I remember reading all this before the, the documentary came out I think they interviewed 106 people for this documentary and uh, just the way they're kind of able to weave in and out, uh, you know, all the key players that, that are a part of this is, is what makes it really cool too, is it's everyone's kind of involved. I'd be curious, and I know this will never happen because Jerry Krause is no longer with us. He passed away three years ago, but if he were still around today, how much he might've been involved and if he would have had a chance to kind of, you know, fire back on, on some of the criticism he's received. Yeah. You got to give, <laughs> you got to give him some credit though. He was, he was certainly a key guy in that Scott. Yeah, because I mean, he put together the team around Michael Jordan that won six titles, and obviously there was, you know, a lot of Phil Jackson's influence in doing that, and then also having the greatest player of all time, you know, out. But and then he also blew it up at the end, so uh, he yeah. kind of uh, wiped out some of his own successes there. Uh, yeah, it's and it's. I mean, this is how you know Michael. Jordan is the greatest, and there's two reasons. One, uh, he could call his general manager crumbs for his entire (laughs) career, and that'd be perfectly fine. And two, they interviewed Patrick Ewing 
um, recently, and he was wearing a Gonzaga or Gonzaga Georgetown. <laughs> it's it's a Monday, <laughs> a, a Georgetown polo with the Jumpman logo on it, like. And I think you know, next week's uh, episodes are going to deal with the Dream Team and then kind of you know, Michael Jordan's cultural impact just on basketball in the world. So uh, all of the the younger people that think LeBron James is the greatest are severely missing. I liked it when they were dancing on the airplane and Jerry Krause was dancing yeah. and they were going, go, Jerry, go, Jerry. <laughs> Somebody said, go sit down, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Need to take one final break. We'll do that. Be back with some final words here on Monday Night Sports Talk on DWS after this. Rural King is honored to continue serving our communities by providing essential products for our farms, families, and homes. You can buy online at ruralking.com and pick it up at the store. And we're taking extra steps to provide a safer shopping experience for you and our associates. Rural King is open every day from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. with the first hour reserved for our most at-risk customers. Please remember to practice social distancing. Rural King, America's farm and home store. You're figuring out just which diaper is the most absorbent and how often to change your newborn. Let Heartland Bank help you find the right financial products for your growing family. With options like free online and mobile banking, bill pay and financial management tools, when she naps, you can take care of your banking and still take a little time for yourself. To explore options that fit your life, visit us at hbtbank.com. I'm Sam here with Renobi Anderson, and like many of you, I'm working from home. All of us are focusing on our health and safety. Our priority is windows that might have safety concerns. Text the word Zoom to 96714, and we can set up a virtual appointment with you to go over your safety concerns of your windows and doors. Visit us at RenewalByAnderson.com or text Zoom to 96714. Renewal by Anderson, we love our new windows. Dr. Mistelta and the Family Foot and Ankle Center of Champaign, 3125 Village Office Place, Champaign. During this difficult time, they are saddened by loss and are inspired by those on the front lines and by the kindness of those in our community. Call them today at 217-398-3338. That's 217-398-FEET. Dr. Mistelta and the Family Foot and Ankle Center of Champaign, 3125 Village Office Place, Champaign. Air King Heating and Air offers sales, service, and installation of high-quality air conditioning and heating systems for both commercial and residential customers. Whether you need a new system installed or a simple change-out of your air conditioner or furnace, their fully insured, industry-trained, drug-free technicians can handle the task efficiently and safely. With over 25 years of experience, Air King is proud of their many lifelong satisfied customers they have. Call 423-9949 or visit airkinginc.com for more. Moving up towards 6 o'clock, 5.57 is the time on Monday Night Sports Talk. 62 degrees outside on a pretty good looking Monday. Heading towards the month of May. Golfers around the state are happy that uh, they can get back on the golf course beginning on Friday with some restrictions out there. Third Monday in a row, Scott Ritchie, that uh, there's been an announcement about uh, the TBT League and the House of Pain team. They're up to three players now on the roster. Tell us the latest. 
Yeah, and I mean, not really a surprise, but Ravante Rice is going to you know, be on the roster, and the Centennial grad you know, obviously played his final two seasons at Illinois after transferring from Drake and had two uh, individually good seasons. Team-wise, I mean, it was in that stretch where Illinois didn't make the NCAA tournament. So, uh, But yeah, the House of Pain has a, a very 2014-15 feel right now with Malcolm Hill and Nana Egwu and Ravante Rice, and they all played together that year. Uh, Malcolm was a sophomore, the other two guys seniors. Uh, so it'll be just interesting to see what happens next Monday. I'm going to say and pre- predict right now, because I don't know. Michael Tool wouldn't tell me, and I respected you know, his choice to keep it private. But uh, I'm going to say it's Michael Finke will be next week's. When are those games supposed to be played? Uh, the regionals, uh, I think there's eight different regionals, start July 23rd. Okay. And then the tournament as a whole runs through, I think, the second week of August. And as of now... I was. Just, I went to the basketball tournament website. They're still planning on that happening at the end of July. So, I mean, hopefully it does. It'd be good to have some sports to watch. And, and the fact that ESPN is very heavily involved, I think they're going to do everything possible to to make it happen. Hey, Bob, what are you working on this week? Oh, my. Uh, big football stuff. I'm going to rank every college football team. Okay, we'll look forward to that. Against his wishes. <laughs> Matt, did no, have a, I'm happy to do that. That sounds like one of your assignments, Matt. What else are you working on? Uh, just a bunch of Sunday stories coming up uh, about people in, in our community and how they're going about uh, you know, life without any sports like we've done the last five weeks. And uh, you'll read more about uh, Brad Underwood and Josh Whitman's thoughts on the transfer rules and tomorrow's News Gazette. So there's that plug. All right. Matt, Scott, Bob, thanks, guys. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. That takes care of Monday Night uh, Sports Talk here on WDWS, Champaign-Urbana. Thanks to Ed Bond for his help as well. This is Steve Kelly. Have a good night, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.